Hello and welcome to the final podcast of the week because it's the final radio show of the week. Final radio show of the heatwave. Oh, wouldn't that be nice if we could actually get to uh, not sweating profusely each time I'm in the shed? Because that means you get a podcast intro that doesn't describe my sweat, which I imagine improves the situation for you. But anyway, it's not going to happen today, is it? Um, We did a radio show and it came out like this. Because on the show today, I prepared a lot of this show whilst sat in a coffee shop. I was um, recording a podcast with someone and it turned out funny. I'll plug that on social media when it comes out, but... Sat in a coffee shop, sweating away. In fact, I was sat in a Starbucks, and the woman sat next to me was on the phone, and she said, yeah, I'm just in a cafe. And I thought, no, you're not. You're in a Starbucks. But anyway, we'll be talking about lying. I'm not sure why. Is there some lying in the news? Oh, interesting. Um, phrases that really wind you right up. A great way to find out what people really think of you, and something to do with the beach. Here's a story which is kind of a fantasy of mine. I'm not saying that makes it a good thing. It's actually definitely a bad thing. A dad faked his own death and then turned up at the funeral in a helicopter to teach his friends a lesson about keeping in touch. Wowzers. Now, I mean, I don't want to do all of that. I'm not so much into all of the effort of flying a helicopter, but he was doing it. This uh, Belgian guy, David Burton, told his wife and kids about the plan. Okay. But then the mourners were left shock when he popped up in a chopper. David, 45, oh, it was no age, said, I want to show, yes, please. I wanted to show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead before you meet up, for sure. Um, however, the stunt sparked a huge backlash after going viral on TikTok. Well, I'm less into teaching people a lesson and making their life good. I'd fake my own death and turn up to the funeral just to hear what people said about me. I'd be in disguise just to listen. Because it's it's the only true moment when you find out if they liked you or not, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I would be willing to go to that effort. I mean, I wouldn't be willing to go to the effort of just speaking to people now, a massive introvert, but, you know, from an introvert's point of view, faking your own death and turning up at the back of your own funeral, it's actually much easier than having a conversation. This is in the news, and I'm not trying to be harsh about the people who chip in them. These are just facts from the news. No offence if somehow you're listening to this in Chippenham. People in Chippenham are the clumsiest in Britain. Yeah, they are. Uh, they break more bones than anywhere else. Second in the poll was Tuo in Cornwall, followed by Norwich. So anyone with that accent, basically, they all roughly sound the same, don't they? Roy, I don't know about going down here. Oh, boom. And the reason why I think people in Chippenham break more bones than anyone else, it's because it's basically in that area, you know, Wiltshire, Gloucestershire, that part of the country, where they seem to be obsessed with chasing a wheel of cheese down a hill. I can understand why that increases the number of broken bones. We talk about this a lot. Do they not know you can buy cheese in shops? I know the cost of living crisis is hitting hard. But who needs to run down a hill after a wheel of cheese just to try and make a sandwich? Good luck making a sandwich when you broke both your arms. The worst accident that I ever heard of in the running of the cheese, whatever it's called. The (laughs) running of the cheese. That one got me. Uh, There's a woman who broke her arm at the event, but she was a spectator. It was one of the people running down the hill, tripped, rolled and landed on her. So it makes sense, basically, is what I'm saying. The most annoying phrases in the workplace have been compiled into a list in the papers, and they include things like blue sky thinking and low-hanging fruit. Well, of course that one's... Of course everyone hates that phrase. To, to put that on your list is a little bit... Um, well, let's pick in the easy ones first, isn't it? 
And people don't like it when you say ducks in a row. I never really understood that, really. We've got to get all of our ducks in a row. Who lines up? Did you line up ducks in a row? They kind of do it on their own, don't they? Um, other commonly used phrases, moving forwards. Oh, that's the one that I, I think I've ranted on this show before, saying, like, we're talking about time. So you don't really have an option, unless you've got the ability to travel backwards. Forwards is implied. Um, touch bass and singing from the same hymn sheet. Look, I don't think we should stop people using jargon like that, but if you work with someone who uses a lot of jargon, just throw your own in and, and act like it's been used forever, just to throw them off the scent. You know what I mean? Ones I've come up with today for new jargon to use around jargon users. Yeah, well, we've got to make sure we butter the right side of the bread here. If you say that in a meeting, people would think like, oh, they're important. It wouldn't make any sense. Well, of course, the thing we've got to remember is you can't pump two cafetiers. You can, but still, it seems like a... And my favourite is, um, okay, but, uh, I mean, turn it around all you like, but it still looks like a Battenberg. Say that, and that'll fox them. Normally on this show, we pick a news story, we talk a little about the news story, maybe I ask you a question, and then you get involved. Interestingly, today, I wanted to ask you the question, what's the best lie you've ever done? Not sure if I should say which news story makes us want to talk about lying and misleading, about getting caught doing it. I mean, look, I don't want to get into some sort of row about news stories. So we're not going to mention the news story. If you've spotted a news story to do with someone being caught out misleading, then good luck to you. It's up to you, isn't it? So I'm not getting in trouble for doing any politics on the show. But it turns out some people mislead. What's the best time you've ever misled? I, from my point of view, I think... As a bit of an introvert, early on in relationships, I'm likely to say to people, no, I love spending time with your friends. I don't, uh, no, of course I don't. No, it's not even my friends. Why would I enjoy spending time with your friends? It's like trying to wear your socks, isn't it, eh? What's the best lie you've ever got away with or not got away with, really? There's a bit of research come out about what you should wear on the beach. Skimpy bikinis are out, and big knicker granny versions are trending on the beaches this summer. Fashion analyst Gina Rogers says, Like Tudley. Probably how they speak, isn't it? Um, think Marilyn Monroe rather than Nora Batty. I mean, I, that's good advice in general, isn't it? There are times when you really should think Marilyn Monroe and less Nora Batty. Or maybe the other way around. Depends what your priorities are. Um, you have the idea of what kind of big knickered bikinis are that you'll be seeing this summer on the beach. I So you're saying it's still a bikini, but the lower half is quite capacious? Is that the word we use? Parachutinal. Is that a word? I don't know if it's... Fair enough. I still think whether it's a small-bottomed bikini or a large-bottomed bikini, I'd kind of look stupid in it, so I might just stick with the shorts. We're talking about lying, but we're not saying why we're talking about lying on the show today, because we don't want to kick one off. You know, you know what people can be like. Tweets to at Mr. Stephen Allen can send me a voice note via DM, which is like new technology. It's working out quite well, because John says... How very dare you. I don't tell lies. Well, are you sure? In fact, that's probably the best lie I've ever done. Fair enough. You see, that's the thing. I kind of thought this story, this topic might be right up your street. Oi, Steve, as far as lying goes... They don't call me Milton Mowbray for nothing, mate. Yeah, it's not because you lie, though, is it? It's because high-fat content and quite a lot of jelly. Is that what oh, I mean? The lies that you've done, the lies you've got away with. Dino sends us a voice note on Twitter. I think the best lie I've ever told is telling a woman that I loved her. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> or is it saying I really enjoy going to work? I mean, you've managed to upset 
all your other halves and bosses. So that was... <laughs> that was going to come back to bite you. All right. Or maybe he didn't mean it, because maybe he's lying. That's the beauty of this topic. That's the podcast done. I didn't get time to uh, slice out the newspaper thing, so they're on my phone. Let's see what... Uh, da, da, da. This story is interesting. Teacher Ian Grant ordered a £35 takeaway from a curry online, but found that the restaurant had shut down when he went to collect it. Eh? This Ian bloke said the windows were blocked up and no one was there. It was clearly no business was going on inside. I called. They picked up quickly. One of their staff said they'd shut at least a few weeks ago. How have you managed to place an order with a place that had closed down? But why is their staff there answering the phone when there's... I think he's stumbled on either a portal into a different uh, dimension or some sort of money laundering thing. The least they could do is... Like, if you're laundering money with a pretend business where you don't actually make curries and someone calls up and goes, can I have a curry, please? Write down the order, call up another curry place and get it delivered to it. Honestly, it's almost as if these money laundering types don't know what they're doing and I have to teach them how to do it. Standards, mate, standards. Listen, we're done for the week then, so subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. Find me on social media. There's more podcasty things I'm doing because of plugging the Edinburgh show and turning up on other people's podcasts. So I'll be tweeting about those. That's good. Um, what is the thing I was going to say? Oh, yes, about Edinburgh. I'm doing a show about Alzheimer's because my parents. So if you're visiting the Edinburgh Fringe, come along and see the show. It would be massively appreciated if you would. And until next time, bye. <laughs>